Hey guys, it's Cam here. If you listened to our live app from Melbourne from earlier in the year, you would have heard two dudes, Todd and Jamie, from the band These New South Wales. And guess what? Today, Jamie's back. Jamie's back, baby. Jamie Timoney from These New South Wales and the podcast. What a great punk. I fucking love These New South Wales. They're such a... They're, I mean, I'll probably rave about them to him, but... Such a great band. They got a new single. It's called Bending at the Knee. It is just fucking sick, punk, rock, fun fucking music. Can't recommend them enough. I'm going to put a link to their new single, Bending at the Knee, in the in the um, show notes. So, you know, listen to it. Put some fucking music in your ears instead of just podcasts, dude. Life is more about just fucking podcasts, dude. Life's also about music and about books and cinema and the theater and ballet and the opera and (laughs) anime and manga and hentai. Life's life's more about hentai than it is about podcasts. In the meantime, guess what? I've got to plug some gigs. Tasmania, please come along. Adelaide, the date has been booked in, but I can't announce it yet. But I have got an Adelaide date coming up. The Sydney Fringe Festival, which is in September, September 28 to October 2, I think. Me, Sam Taunton and Tom Cashman, great comedians, are doing 20 minutes of new material each. I've got a lot of new stuff cooking around in my head for next year's hour show. And uh, if you want to see the early stages of some of that stuff, come to these Fringe Festival shows, September 28th to October 2. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes. In the meantime, you know what? Let's just chill out. Let's put the hentai down for two seconds. Let's put the book down. And let's go back to the art form that I was just shitting on moments ago the art form known as the P-Cast, and listen to me and Jamie Timoney talking to you. Becky Becky and Cam Hotline. (laughs) Hi, hurry up. This is Becky speaking. Cam is also on the line. What's your problem? Hi there. Cam Hotline. Do you want to go on the pod? Yeah, let's go on the pod. Yeah, okay, fuck it. What's been going on? Let's get real. What's been going on? Not much. I went to a um, I went to a jam night last night. As in music jam? Yeah, Muso's jam. And you were sitting in on an instrument or were you on vocals? God, no. You Please. <laughs> Did you, you didn't even pick up a tambourine or a maraca no. or something? I would rather cut off my dick and balls than be in a Muso's jam. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the idea of sitting in on like a djembe and like bashing out a few rhythms? No. Nah. <laughs> what nah. were you doing there then? What was going well, on? Well, I went to see um, a band, friends of mine playing um, I Know Leopard and Spacey Jane. And mm. I Know Leopard was supporting Spacey Jane. Yep. And so I went to see them at the Forum, which is such an impressive venue, isn't mm. it, in Melbourne? Yeah, I love the Forum. In Melbourne City. Anyone listening from Melbourne City? Anyone listening from Melbourne City, please let us know. <laughs> I don't know how, but somehow please let us know. Just scream yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, if you're from Melbourne City, just scream right now. <laughs> Go fucking psycho and scream. Yeah. And we'll hear it. Yeah. 
So <laughs> so you went to the forum. Yeah, went to the forum. Mm-hmm. Saw saw these bands, and then so I can't remember who suggested it, but it was like someone said, "Oh, there's a Musos jam at um at the Toff in town." Okay. Yep. 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 I've and, gigged um, at the Toff. You've gigged there? Mm-hmm. That's a cool oh, room too, nice actually. Um, was it that upstairs room? Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool room. It is a cool room. Mm. Yeah. And um, it's actually my friend who runs this 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 Muso's Jam at the Toffin Town. He's done, he does it every Tuesday night, has done for a long time. Mm. But yeah, God, can you imagine anything worse? So what the fuck were you doing there? What did, did you contribute or were you just nah, sort of watching? Nah. <laughs> I was just kind of watching, sitting out the back, like sculling my beard. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's nothing worse than watching a jam. Yeah. But being in it, you can sort of, if you're contributing in some way, even if it's just you're hitting something with a stick. Yeah. There's part of you that's like, man, I'm part of this. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing it. But watching it, oh my god, kill yeah. me. Do you like them? So you like being in a Muso's jam? Well, it's been a long time since I have. But back in the day, when I used to play. With bands, my bass player lived in a share house in Newcastle that a bunch of other people from different bands lived at. So their living room was like a communal jam space for everyone. Right. Yeah. And so we would often all kind of be there just drinking and someone would be on the drums and someone would be chiming in playing a repetitive bass line over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. And people pick up guitars and stuff. And I yeah. thought it was sick when I was like 17. I must 18. say I did too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I and really you're a bit, did. you know, you're having a few drinks and maybe yeah. something else. Yeah, and some, some some smoky marijuana. Maybe you're smoking some, some of that green. Some reefer. Some reef. Trippy jams, man. <laughs> and you've heard about the Grateful Dead, but you haven't listened to them, but you kind of get the idea. Mm. But you just described me so well. <laughs> that was, dude, that was me. I was like, um,. You know what I got really into? I never got into Fish. I never got into um, any of those jam bands. Oh, yeah. That everyone kind of loved. Yeah. But I loved television. Do you know you know Television, the New York band? Yeah. From the 70s? Very cool. Very cool. Very influential band. Very influential band. And some of their songs are like eight minutes long. And it's just kind of the same bass line over and over again. Yeah. With some kind of jagged... Yes. And I would just always be trying to get that kind of shit going. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, they're, they're so influential, that band, on the whole sound of indie. Totally. Yeah, totally. Annoyingly so, probably. Yeah. Probably um, all the other New York bands from that era would, would just be like, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah, what about stop. us? Yeah, yeah, totally. What about, you know. But um, so you, you're not a real jammer. You just nah, kind of go, jammer. you go, you watch... Yep. Do you pretend I, you're into it? What do you do? I kind of pretended I was into it. Yeah. I like had a little bit of a dance on the floor. Mm. Oh, so people um, are like dancing. People are dancing. Around. There's a fucking crowd. Oh, yeah. So I should have said it's on a stage and there's like a crowd, a very hungry crowd. Who just want to watch improvisation. Yeah. They shit. just get off on the impro nature of it. Cause it's, oh, man. It's I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> what's the sort of what are they doing like pretty psychedelic shit it's like kind of quite funky it's like house funk soul kind of shit okay all right the poor person that was on the um vocals like, <laughs> doing that just you know just all night and they're gonna make up words the whole time like 
Yeah, I love you, baby. Ooh, I can't wait to touch you, baby. Yeah. Dude, hearing you do it makes me think I would like to do it. Really? Just to, just to be the just to be the vocalist. You don't have yeah. to do anything. There's no real pressure on you. You just find a hook. Yeah. Every now and then you find a little hook. How am I like gonna that. be? Find a hook. Yeah, man. Sing it to your heart's content. So you didn't you weren't tempted to jump up at all? Was it one of those things where nah. you could have gotten up if you wanted no, to? No, I don't think so. I think they seemed like hogs, these musicians. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Like surely it was should have been more about sharing than it was. There was no there was no option to get up. <sighs> Brutal. Yeah, what if you hogs. bought your own instrument? Yeah, I could have done that actually probably. You show like, up with like fucking anything. Something that no one else has. A little flute or something. Yeah, a little flute would be nifty. Little pan pipe. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been that would have been that would have been something. Oh man, I'm sorry I'm sorry to hear you had to do that. It was it was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great night. <laughs> You're gonna go every week now, man. Yeah, you yeah, you'll have to, yeah. You're converted. Yeah. yeah. These hey, New South Wales will become one of those like bands that do twenty minute jams like uh John Butler Trio used to do back in the day. Oh my god, how dare you mention my <laughs> band name in the same sentence as John Butler Trio? JBT. Wow. Something to aspire to, that's all I'm saying. You know, you guys you guys yeah. could be like the JBT of um the twenty twenties. JBT. <laughs> Don't you shorten their name to that? Did you ever get into that? You're from Queensland, right? Yeah, I'm from Queensland. I used to go to um, Bongo's Bongo's in the Park on a Sunday, but that's about as close to JBT as I ever got. (laughs) 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 That was in um, in Burley Heads. Oh, my God. So, it's just bring your own bongos, sit around, join the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bongo's (laughs) in the Park. (laughs) We talked about that before. (laughs) I don't think we did. Or did we? Did we talk about it? I don't know. Because I did... um, I did a drum circle at Splendor in the Grass like oh, yeah. four years ago when I was really high and I'd lost everyone. And right, right. my instinct said, go back to your tent and wait and like try to message someone or whatever. But yep. then another voice said, no, you know what? You're here. You're alone. Yeah. You're high. Find yep. the drum circle. <laughs> wow. And I did. I went for it. Good for you. Sat down, had a little hit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That would have been so cool. <laughs> I mean, I've never felt so uncool. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, it's, not, it's not that cool. It's really not. It's really not. It's yeah. Really not. It's unfortunate because I think all the people participating in the drum circle really do feel cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they just have no understanding that they're <laughs> horrendously uncool. They don't realize that I've infiltrated them semi-ironically. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and I'm I'm observing them. I'm like Louis Theroux. I'm like looking yeah. around, going, "Oh, this is you're look at these cover. weirdos." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like cool, cool rhythm, bro. Like that was, that was real cool rhythm. This has been great. That's but you're, a I'm, sick rhythm, man. I'm gonna syncopate. I can yeah. see what you're doing. I'm gonna syncopate that rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where's BL? Becky is in London at the moment. She's doing been gigs. all over the shop, but she is um she's in London for a couple of weeks doing some shows at Soho Theatre. 
Okay. Actually, if anyone here listening is in London, go watch Becky at the Soho Theatre. She's she's so funny. She's the best. Yeah. And she'll be back in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, they've um given me the keys to the podcast kingdom here, and I've just been doing it by myself. And um, I mean, you've been in a similar situation on your pod. Yeah. Well, you came and um co-hosted with me one day when Todd was unable to to uh, be the co-host on What a Great Punk, a podcast by the band These New South Wales. Fantastic podcast, fantastic dudes, fantastic bongo rhythms. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and so it's it's cool to be flexible on a podcast, I think. Like someone goes away, you've, you do it, you know, you do it by yourself or you get someone to fill in. It's kind of, mm. that's kind of the fun of it because they keep on coming out, don't they? Keep on rolling out. I know, podcasts. it's like in the past we've just taken a break whenever one of us was away for a little while, but yep. that's um, unfair on the listener. Yeah. You know, I feel like whenever I listen to a podcast regularly, I don't mind it if there's a few episodes without one of the main yep. people. It's cool. Like, let's just keep it going, have some fun. But i I got to admit, I was a little bit nervous to run this thing without Becky. So yeah. I appreciate you coming in and being a guest Becky for the day. Oh, totally. My my pleasure. Yeah, I always love uh, hanging out with you, Cam. Yeah, likewise. And you've done this show before. You did a live show with us in Melbourne, so you know the you know the deal. You know what's yeah. about to happen. Yeah, absolutely, I do. People have been calling in, man. People have been. I'm sure they have. Texting in with their issues, and the weight of that is is heavy, but it's also a privilege to carry yeah. that load and to try and help these people. Yep. These poor, yep. poor people. Yeah, these poor people have no money. <laughs> they don't know no, what they... No they prospects. Don't, all they have is whatever it costs to pick up the phone and dial. <laughs> it's actually yep. a free number. It's 1-800-BECKY-CAM. So, it's actually quite... Go. It doesn't even cost them a cent. Which is it, lucky because they don't have a cent. They don't have a single cent. Unfortunately, it does cost me money every time people call... Somehow I get charged. Now, I keep, that is unfair. I keep looking at my emails. I keep getting notifications from, uh, you know, from the tel the telco, and they're saying, "Yep, it's go- the price is going up week by week to keep this number alive." That's bullshit. That's so, inflation, hey. That's inflation. That's the cost of living, and that's that's just kind of what we're dealing with here. So yeah. I reckon, um, if you don't mind, why don't we dive into one of our first calls? Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, this one, uh, do you know what? I, I think this is a friend of yours. Okay. Um, wow, I wasn't, wasn't expecting that. Well, I just kind of pluck, plucked some at random. Okay. And then I was listening to this one, I think, I was like, I think this is one of Jamie's friends. I think this is, um, I don't know if he wants his name said or the name of his band said. Okay. But um, let's if if you hear his voice and you can figure it out, and then we okay. can decide whether we want to dox this person or. Great. Anyway, I'm just going to play it. Let's go okay. for it. Hey, Becky and Cam, long-time listener of the podcast, and I've got a little problem I was hoping you could help me with. So I'm currently on tour with my band in Europe, and the other day we were playing a show, and our guitarist met a special someone who he quite fancied at the show. Anyways, it got time to leave and he said he was going to stick around and go back to her house. And of course, all of us were like, yeah, that's cool, man. No worries. Like, proud of you. So we all went back to our hotel and left the van at the venue. But a couple hours later, we realized we needed to go back to the van for something. So we put our shoes on and walked 10 minutes back to the car. 
we opened the van door and we like saw him in there with his new lady friend, you know, like getting down. And I just wanted to see if you could help me with this because on the one hand, like, I don't want to cock block him, but also like, I don't want my friend to just think he can bring girls back to our van all the time. You know, we all have to like sit in there and stuff. Anyways, hope you can help. Thank you, Stevie, for that message. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Stevie will mind if we say his name? Surely not. Um, Nah, I don't think so. Oh, nah. Oh. We won't. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? That's uh, you know, listen to the band Clowns. They're just um, that's all. It's unrelated, but listen to Clowns. That's all. We'll say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. totally unrelated to whoever that person might be. But um, yeah. that was um. Now you you've been on the road. You're you're a touring musician. Is there ground rules when it comes to that stuff? Yeah, there is in general. I I that's the, the bring. I've been on the road with with him. That very mm. person with that very problem, um, and that never <laughs> happened to us. But yeah, um, they're, they're, yeah, there is. But it's the same rules that apply just among among friends. It's common courtesy, just common, yeah, 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 common decency, isn't it? So it's similar to just share house rules, I guess. Or yeah. you know, I mean, because I've I haven't been in a van traveling around, but I've traveled. Or, I mean, I have, but we stay in like. Um, shitty hotels or share house things when we're doing comedy tours and yeah i've had people break that try you assume the people you're not going to be walking into a room with like sex smell and all that kind of shit going on but i've had people break that unspoken trust in the past have you like what that so they did they have sex on your bed or your or a shared couch or something like that? it was like a um this is years ago now but there was a tour that i did that went through port macquarie and the guy that i there was about six of us but we in our motels we had to share rooms so there's like two beds in a room and i woke up one night and this guy had clearly just been on tinder after the show or something yeah and found some girl and brought her back to our shared motel room and i woke up in the middle of the night like what the fuck are those noises and he was eating her out on the bed next to me. Right, right, okay. Right. Which I, I think is like... <laughs> I think it's sort, sort of a, a breach of trust. I mean, I didn't yeah. I didn't explicitly say, don't, please don't eat anyone out in this yeah. bed next to me, but I think it's implied. It's just, it is implied. It's kind of just basically slightly antisocial behavior. Having said that, I'm no like prude and I don't take you for a prude either. Mm. So I don't feel as though it would have bothered you that greatly. But at the same time, it's like you don't have much of a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If you're waking up to that, like you've just got to be quiet and roll over. and. Yeah, totally. That's And that's just what I did. This was like, ugh, found some earplugs. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's like if that happens in a hostel... And you're like backpacking or whatever. Yeah. I think that's to be expected and whatever. Like we've all, I've been in that situation before, but I think, I think there was something about just being like, oh man, fuck. I have very little privacy and personal space on this little tour anyway. And now what little privacy I have is just being invaded by this. That I felt that was fucking gross. Completely compromised by your pussy eating. Yeah. 
Pussy eating ways, yeah. you mongrel. <laughs> but if this happened in the in like a tour van, I mean, how would you feel about this if you walked back and you saw a band member in there? Um, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd care. Mm. Um, I would just. I'd be a bit like, "Whoa, really? Why?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is a big question. Why? Yeah, like, why? Why this fan? Like, <laughs> was there no better place than this fan? <laughs> yeah, true, true. I guess sometimes the mood, the mood strikes, you know, and that's all part of it, is the spontaneity of it. That's true. That's true. But there's yeah, something... Like- I don't know what your relationship is like with your bandmates, but... um. I feel like my instinct at a certain point is always, always, and I hate this about myself, to end up becoming the fucking father of the group, oh. like the dad. And there's a part of me at some point that's just like, come on, mate, not in the van. Yeah. Not in the van, yeah? We've got we've got pediums. We can go yeah. and get a little hotel room, but the van is... The van is sacrosanct. So you'd be grumpy. I think. I don't know. It's hard to say without being in the moment, but I feel like on some level I would be a bit annoyed. Yeah. Yeah, right. Interesting. Well, I don't know. What do you think? You think you don't care? Like you got to. You I think I'd just be like, oh, whoopsie daisy. What's. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I guess and it then, would be more funny in the moment than. And then I think Todd in my band might go, he'd go, oh, what? What are they? That's a bit. And I go, oh, I'll leave them be. <laughs> <laughs> They're just kids. They just, yeah. They're just experimenting. <laughs> just seeing what's <laughs> going on down there. Yeah. You know, they're having a bit of fun. Yeah. Well, may, I think maybe it would be pretty funny in the moment and that would ruin any grumpiness. Yeah. I think I'd be more grumpy if I was sitting in the back seat the next day and I was like, what the fuck is this? Why oh, is the yeah. back seat all wet? Yeah. <laughs> and why does it have that that smell? That sex smell is such a that unique smell, isn't it? particular smell. Very particular smell. It's so particular. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's just, you know what it is when you smell it. I actually got erectile dysfunction from um from a bad smell and... um. It lasted about 18 months. Oh, my God. What, what was the smell? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, talk, we've talked about this area um, in the past. <laughs> I don't know oh. if we did it on your podcast, but you and me, I think, both shared some um, erectile truths with each other. Oh, the, the dysfunction? We talked yeah, about Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I was saying... Jeez, what uh, is it know. about your face that just makes me want to talk about erectile dysfunction? <laughs> <laughs> that's the scottish blood man where you know it's um it's family so yeah. so tell me what was the smell it was the smell of um like just plain sex mixed with sunscreen oh really and it created this super stench <laughs> <laughs> it was just that just ruined my sex life for a year and a half afterwards. <laughs> so was it one of those Pavlovian things where every time you smelled sunscreen, it reminded you? 
Nah, it, I didn't have to smell it again. I just thought like because it was so off-putting the first time I smelt it, mm. and, I, I, and I suffered erectile dysfunction at that at, as a consequence. Gosh. Then every time after that, I went to have sex. I I um thought about. I got um anxious and thought, oh no, what if that? Yeah. You know, if what if that happens again? Totally. And yeah. And it and it did, and it was a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy for a year and a half. Yeah, man, I I can relate. I think we've talked about. I can't remember if we talked about it on the record or not, but I yeah. remember distinctly saying, "Yes, I fucking relate to that. I've had that yeah. anxiety." Yeah. And that thing where you're just like, "Oh my god, I hope it doesn't happen again." And of course, that yeah. makes it happen again. Yes. Fucking it's horrible. A very difficult loop to get out of. Yeah. It really, really is. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, there's a lot of mental loops in life that you can find yourself in. Hamster wheel, mm. hamster wheels. I know, I know, and that's like part of just if you're a naturally anxious person as well you can you can just get stuck it's very hard to get out very hard to be present yeah you know that's the main goal i think for me in life is just to be as present as possible and to get out of my head as much as i can because that's Mm. caused so so many like fucking mental roadblocks for me over the years all sorts of different things so so much pain hey Mm. Does the brain does the brain cause so much? Do you know pain. what fucked me up is like I thought my whole childhood that I was just like a chill little kid and I was like normal and all that stuff. And then it's only now when I look back on it and go, man, I was just a fucking bundle of anxiety and nerves my whole mm. childhood. Like it's always been there. This yeah, like worrying in my brain. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Yeah, like I had such a fixation and obsession with like guilt as a kid. Like I just mm. feel guilty about the smallest things and yeah, I, it would yeah, just yeah. ruin me. Like I'd ruminate on it for weeks and weeks, months sometimes. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's fucking horrible. I'm getting better yeah. at it uh, the older I get at letting that stuff go. But um, Yeah, me too. Man, even in my like 20s, through my 20s and everything, it was hard. Yeah, it's only the last few years that I've started relaxing a little bit, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know Glad what I just it. remembered? Just remembered what? then is I've also I've walked in on another guy that I played in a band with having sex as well. Back oh, in really? the olden days. Um Yeah, it was this guy I've actually talked about him briefly in the past on this show. He played in another band in Newcastle and we were good mates. He was a bit older than me. And then we formed a covers band. To make money when we were about 18 or something. It was me and him and a drummer. And um, we used to play weddings and shit like that. We were like a wedding band. Wow. And we were at some wedding in like Maitland or something. And Yeah, it was in Maitland near Newcastle. And I couldn't find him. We were on our break and the DJ was playing. And the de- by the way, the DJ always kills harder than the fucking band at any right. wedding like you know the band gets like 20 people on the dance floor and then the dj comes on and plays the same songs and people are just going psycho for it so yeah. annoying what's that about it's just like people know they're like this isn't this isn't really michael jackson this is just some guy yeah playing beat it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not really what we want <laughs> what we want to hear is you know Bon jo- the actual Bon Jovi, not yeah. some guy sort of sing- half singing it. Um, so I couldn't find him in one of the breaks. And then I went to 
I went back to change a string or to like tune my guitar or something. And he was, my mate, Nick was fucking one of the wedding guests backstage, which is like out of a movie or something. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't really know that sort of stuff happened. I don't even know how it happened. Sounds like a real cool guy. (laughs) He kind of is. (laughs) (laughs) I remember at the time being like, whoa, sorry. And like walking away and stuff. And then. Later, I thought about it and I was like, man, how does that happen? I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've been just randomly hooked up with someone. That's crazy. But Is that right? I don't think so. I think it's always been people that I know, like through right, right, right. friendship groups or whatever. Yep. I've never yep. been like, especially at a wedding, like someone else's wedding, you're the hired help and then you're just all of a sudden having sex with a cousin. I don't know how that happened. Do you stop rooting after you get caught as well? Like, I, I like I can't imagine you could keep going. Like, it'd be mm. a bit weird to keep going, wouldn't it? I go, oh god, we better get back to the wedding. Oh, I know. I think he kept going. I, I think, yeah, I did ask him about it. Like, but he was like a pretty, he was a bit of a hero of mine. This particular guy, he was, um, I mean, a very da- tr- troubled soul, <laughs> and like a big drinker and a lot of demons. But yep. he somehow, he was the life of the party and he was just always able to pick up girls everywhere yeah. he was. And when I was 18 or whatever, I just thought he was the coolest fucking dude. Yeah. And then, and, you know, he's a bit older than me and yeah, he's, he, I think his demons have caught up with him over the years and now he's like just maybe a bit of a sad case. Yeah. You know, he's Looks one of those- like fat bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> From Austin Powers. He's a bit like that. Just and he's a bit like fried chicken. constantly living in the in the glory is too. You know, one of those oh, guys. It's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he would bring up that story to me. He'd be like, Hey, right. remember that night you saw me uh saw me fucking that girl at that wedding? That was crazy. Yeah. And I'd be like, Man, that was that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. It was a that was a long time ago. I remember it, but it was a long time ago. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I have one friend um, who uh, it's it's actually a really bad sign when people when people do that because um, one of my friends from childhood, I would speak to. He moved to the states many years ago, and I would speak to um, intermittently, you know, once twice a year on the on the phone, probably even less, maybe once a year. And he would just say, "Growing up in that complex with you as kids was mm. the highlight of my life." And I was like, bro, we were kids riding around like BMX mm. bikes around a complex in in Rabina, you know, like mm. it was great. Don't get me wrong. I love jumping out of trees into pools and stuff as well. <laughs> 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 but at some point, bro, you're going to have to let it go. Yes, I know, but, man. But now he's in a federal penitentiary. Oh, God. The fuck? Yeah. Doing My, five years. Well, what did he do? Uh, something very bad. Yeah. My mate is a, was a drug dealer. Um, mm. I don't think he ever went to jail or anything, but he got done for like having a bunch of weed or some shit. They're, they're mm. all, they all end up going down a sad path. Those remember yeah. when people. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of remember then. Of course. Like I, I love a bit of remember, remember when as much as the next person. Yeah, of course. It's great. But yeah, if it takes over as the main... As the main, you know. Yeah, I know. Because you're not, you're not letting the present be the new thing that you're excited about. Yeah. So, it's a, there's like a nihilism, I think, associated with that. 
If you're constantly mm. living in the past, it means that the present means nothing to you. Yeah, it means it's just trash. Present's trash. <laughs> so, Stevie, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> Present's trash. So, just remember that when next time you walk in on your bandmate having sex with someone, just remember the present is trash. Yeah, present is trash. Just relive, <laughs> just relive all your, your favorite memories and it will disappear. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read this next one out because um, this person did not want their voice said on the po- uh, heard on the podcast and they okay. didn't want their name said. So, this is okay. anonymous. Hopefully, Stevie is okay with that. I think Stevie would be all right with that. Yeah. You know, my actual advice is um, uh, to, yeah, not care. Just be like, man, yeah. fuck it, we're on the road. Yeah. We're living the dream. Yeah, that's my advice too. Yeah. Lighten up a little. And then look back on it in years to come, you know, and go, man, remember when? Yeah. <laughs> From the penitentiary, you'll be looking back on this. <laughs> 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 or from suburban Gold Coast, wherever <laughs> wherever you end up. Um, okay, so this is an anonymous one. I'll, I'll read it out to you. My problem for you is that me and my mates can't just have a few beers. If I hit more than three pints, I'm sending off a text and we are ending up on the packet. We could be at a christening and if we hit the three-pint threshold, you can guarantee someone has flicked off a text asking if anyone can drop anything off. Do you have any tips on how we can revert to just going back to enjoying a Bev without it mutating into a sesh? Mm. Also, I heard Coke is mad expensive in Australia. Here you can get three bags for a hundred pounds. Fuck. That is wow. pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> so it's not like you needed to be minted to get some gear in. Muchas gracias for any tips. You've been a legend since day dot, you horny baby. Thank you. <laughs> thank you thank you for that so fuck man um yeah that's that's a relatable problem i think yeah it is a relatable problem very hard to say no did you Mm. did you ever struggle with that idea of um saying no to a big night well you know i really did and my honest my honest backstory is that um, I was sober off drugs and alcohol for nearly a decade, nine years. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, mm. and um, and I went back to it recently, about a year ago. Mm. Um, and it's been a totally different. You know, I stopped in my early twenties because I was kind of struggling with this kind of thing mm. that this that this person's written in about. Like, um, it was stressing me out, and I was doing it a lot. Here's the thing. I read about a con, and I love I love researching and reading um, about addiction and stuff these days. Not that I'm re- referring to you as an addict um, kind of person who wrote in, but um, I learned about this concept called the hedonic set point. Mm, right? What's that? Yeah. It so you, we know what hedonism is, right? Like yeah. you know, chasing pleasure all the time. Mm-hmm. The hedonic set point is this new concept which really has been useful to me in in. Um, kind of readjusting my relationship with drugs and alcohol. And it's this idea that, you know, everyone has a natural hedonic set point, right? So that's like the the amount of pleasure that Cameron James will need to feel in a day mm-hmm. in order to feel normal or like good, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's got a different, different natural one. And basically, if you're drinking three pints and then doing a bag frequently, 
that hedonic set point rises a little bit, right? And so, the next time you're just out having three pints without the bag, you don't hit that base level set point of joy that you're going for. Mm -hmm. But here's where the rubber meets the road. The hedonic set point is um, due to neuroplasticity and the brain's capacity to change is able to be changed, but it's going to require... Like if you, if if that's a if that's a behavior that you want to like kind of stop doing or doing less of, it's going to require you having to sit with it for a bit and allowing that hedonic set point to return to normal. Or, okay, right, right, right. Know? So if you you're saying if you were to take a break, you know you don't necessarily have to go completely sober, but if you no. were to take a break for a month or two, that set point can lower down to what it kind yeah. of used to be. Yeah, exactly. Because maybe three pints, maybe even two pints, used to do it for you. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, of course. And um, and yeah, it 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 can again, but it's um, yeah, and it's basically everything I said is just about like, but it's basically just habit. The concept behind habit, really, isn't it? It's like true. But how do you? I mean, this guy said that his um. It's him and his buddies, you know. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other level, the social element to it, where you're kind of... Yeah. The pressure to say no to a group of people or, you know, if you do want to hang around with your friends and they are, they want to kick on and you kind of feel like you want to stop. How do you say no? Mm. I mean, how do you do that? I don't even... I've had to go through it as well, I guess. And I did find it hard because... There's such a culture, and especially in Australia, and I know this person mm. is not an Australian, but there's such a culture of like fucking peer pressure when it comes to getting on one. Yeah. There's such a big, oh, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you want to hang out? What's wrong? Yeah. And yeah. um, and I, I found that really hard. To, I used to come up with excuses all the time like, oh, no, like I'm sick or I have to drive to Newcastle in the morning to go see yep. blah, blah, blah. I just would lie all the time. Mm. But I kind of wish that I had a bit more mental fortitude to just say, yeah, I just don't want to. Yeah. I'm trying not to do that tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally, man. I kind of, you know, over the, those nine years that I wasn't drinking, got pretty used to saying like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't drink. But also, <clears throat> I would say, and I didn't know this at the time, but I'd say my hedonic set point came so low again that, like, even to me, the idea mm. of just going to a bar for a soda water with a friend was, like, a fun thing to do. Like, I'd mm. get the same rush. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. From doing that. You know, yeah, maybe a durry. Yeah. Maybe the odd durry. Yeah, 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 of course. Well, that's the thing. We can just get this guy onto another fucking addiction. Just yeah. vape more, you know, like... Yeah, Fuck. just pick up another, pick up, pick up vaping, pick up smoking. Mm-hmm. I'd say like mm-hmm. at least those things don't rot your brain. That's true. Jerking off even, you could do that. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Some people do that all day long and it seems to be quite a good thing for them because <laughs> it's all, look, really all they're doing is exercising their love. They're practicing love. Practicing love and using their imagination sometimes or, yeah, you know... <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, I think uh, I think this dude, it's really the hard point for me. I think it's very easy to set a little goal and go, you know what? I'm mm. not going to do this for a little while. Yep. I'm going to take a month off. Yep. But the hard part is saying no to your friends or distancing your friends a little bit. And maybe if they're going to be pressuring you, maybe you do need to just take like a 
month off hanging out with them. Have an excuse. Like, so I'm actually working, whatever, two shifts mm. a day at the moment. I've got some project or whatever. I come up with some lie or... Yeah. Or it's be least, honest. It, I don't it, know. It's, it's, it's definitely a, like quite a tricky situation. I'm like, I'm feeling it because, you know, you can have all the best intentions, but you go out next weekend, you have three pints. Mm. And well, here's the other thing I'm going to say. Alcohol doesn't hijack your your mind. Mm, that's true. Right? You are like if you can and I do this regularly now, if I've if I've had a few or I'm drunk, I check in with me, the me who's always there mm. behind the scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, there you are. You're like you know that feeling like maybe you're really drunk and you get in trouble with the cops. Mm-hmm. Like or you have any you have a run in with the cops or you see a an accident or something kind of hectic happens while you're drunk and how quick you sober up. Even if you're, um, if you're, uh, vomiting and you sort of, your brain yeah, returns, yeah, yeah. but your body is screwed, right? You're always in there. So you can check in with yourself as well and be like, you know, let's just say your name's Harry. Hello, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> you can say that to yourself. You're a ha- you're a haggy wizard. You're a you're a you're a Hagrid. You're a wizzy Hagrid. You're a wizzy Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Checking in on yourself. Mm. I mean, I like to do. I feel like um, that's something that I'm just. More very inclined to do socially anyway. If I'm out mm. somewhere and I'm having a few drinks and I'm around people I don't know very well, there mm. will often be at some point in the night a time where I need to go and have a piss by myself oh, and yes. just check in on my own brain. And yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, are you okay? Have you got enough yeah. energy? Are you doing? The, are you all right? Yeah. Are you being yourself? Okay, good. Let's go back out there. Oh, that's so nice. It's um I love that. bad, I think. <laughs> but it? I mean, you got. I mean, it's bad that I. It's not bad, but it's good. It's good that I can do that now, because it's, back, it's lovely. Back in the day, I wouldn't ever do that. I just let let the spiral continue, and most likely end up having a big night on fucking on the bag or whatever. Because yeah, it was just. It was a, so, a social lubricant and everyone else was doing it and I wanted yeah. to be a part of the hype of the whole night rather than like thinking about what I actually want. Mm. I think about that a lot. In my 20s especially, I would, um, you know, I'd come home fucked up and the whole next day would be a write-off and by the time I sobered up, I'd be like, I didn't even want to do that. I mm. didn't even want to. I was having fun before any of that shit happened. Why did I yep. even do that? It's yep. just because I wanted to be part of the group or, you know, it was just easier to say yes than no or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, a little mental check-in is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that was me last night. I was out, you know, at the at the jam, the jamboree, mm. the Muso's jamboree. Yeah, man. And uh, there are a few packets flying around. Let me just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're out there, man. Oh, they're there's out more, there, all right. There's more Coke out there than... Uh, you know, when I was in Newcastle, no one did Coke. Yeah. I never fucking saw it. And then as soon as I moved to Sydney, it's fucking everywhere. It's like yeah. falling out of people's pockets at the cafe and shit. It's just all over the place. Yeah. yeah. 
We only had weed in Newcastle and and crystal meth. <laughs> yeah, weed and crystal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but mainly nice. weed. Mm. Anyway, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> a little check-in, <laughs> a little mental check-in. I think that's important. Make a little break for yourself. Be honest with yourself. But if you need, if you need to, you know, say to the boys, oh, I've got all this extra work on, I can't party. Yeah. Say that to them, but be honest with yourself. Are you yeah. enjoying it? Is it something you actually want to do? Yeah. And just know that you have the capacity to change yourself. You do. You, you literally have the capacity to do it. You might not think you do, but you are in control. Just check in with that, with that, with that person inside. Yeah. And, and work it out. If you want it bad enough, you'll do it. But, you know, the thing is, for anyone who, who's... I mean, my experience is that from when I've been struggling, it's I don't actually want to change mm. more than I want to keep doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 of course. So, you got to find that. You got to find how to want to... You got to find the want to change. Well, I mean, even just messaging me is maybe a sign that there's some some instincts rattling around. That's right. That you want to change. So, that's a good yeah. step. Yeah. And um, if it helps... Fucking, if you don't get off drugs, I'll fucking mm. be furious at you. Oh, that's a good tactic, actually. Like, yeah, the like the fear, like fear is a is a tried and tested <laughs> method, actually. And you don't want to make me mad. You do not want to make Cammy J mad. Mm-mm. When I get mad, fucking... I get fucking very violent, very violent. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a guest, Becky. Oh, Cameron, thank you so much for having me. I love you, brother. Man, I love you too. I've plugged um, your pod and your band and your new single, which, by the way, fucking rules. Oh, excellent. Thank love you so much. Love the new song so much. Is there anything else that we need to know about? What else can we plug? No, nah, just listen to um, the podcast. Check it out. Um, I do it with my bandmate, Todd. What It's called What a Great Punk. Um Cameron's, I think, writ- like you just said, written about it in the description. Mm-hmm. And um, the band, yeah, these New South Wales. If we're if you're in Melbourne, we're playing a show on September the third um, at the the Curtain Hotel, which should be good. Sick. And I'd say that's about all there is to plug today. Beautiful. Oh, watch our show on Comedy Central. Oh yeah, of course. It's um, it's all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. Um, it's called These New South Wales, and we've got two seasons. It's a mockumentary uh, show about our band where we play ourselves. It's so funny. Can't recommend it more. I'm so jealous of it. It's like <laughs> right in the Venn diagram of the two things that I love, mm. music and like dry comedy. Fuck. Yep. When I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. Um, yeah, check out all that stuff. Thank you so much for doing this, dude. You're the best. Thanks, brother. No problems. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.